0: Whether you're a first-time mom who's just starting this whole world of offering Valentine's and you'd like to include something that's a non-candy Valentine's idea for your kids or your kids' class, or you're a seasoned mom and you just want to do something different, you want to buy it in advance, you don't want to have to worry about perishability, you want to have this be easy, low effort, I have ideas for all of you. and say a quick prayer for you it's time to chat about the meal times messes moments and ministry of motherhood it is a little hard to believe that it's almost valentine's day but i feel like in our family since both my girls have january birthdays it always feels like we go straight from you know thanksgiving into christmas christmas into birthday mode and then before i know it as soon as the birthdays are over we're on to valentine's day and obviously i know everyone kind of has their own feelings about valentine's day whether you celebrate it or not personally i'm just like a holiday person my girls particularly i mean Owen goes along with it but the girls just get into any excuse to celebrate and things and so i take away kind of the commercialism out of it and just enjoy the opportunity to share with my kids my husband loved ones that we love them and that's kind of how we approach it in our family to just see it as an opportunity to love and to celebrate the biblical kind of love that we believe in our family. I can still remember my dad as a kid thinking Valentine's Day was the most ridiculous commercialized holiday. Meanwhile, my mom who was a kindergarten teacher and obviously had class parties and things like that. She was super cute about it. I can still remember all the cute things I shouldn't say all the things. I'm sure there's many things that unfortunately I've forgotten that she did for us, but she did darling little things for all the kids in her class. And she did a bunch of darling things for us. And I just think it's sweet and endearing and something I enjoy getting to do with my kids. So if you haven't listened to the episode, episode 100, make sure to go back and listen to that. You can start at any time, even if you're quote unquote late to the game. It's a really sweet thing of what I enjoy doing for Valentine's for my kids in preparation the day of however this episode today is going to be talking about some candy free ideas for valentines that our kids can exchange now if you've already bought a bunch of candy to hand out with your kids valentines there's no judgment here please go back and listen to all the episodes that i did around halloween time on sugar sugar intake my thoughts on how to approach it specifically as we are around holidays that can just have an emphasis on some of those added sugars and options like candy. So if you go back to episode 65 through 74, I will talk all about all things sugar, candy, how to offer it, how to include it, how to limit it, all the things there. You can listen to my position in depth there on how I think it is wise to approach candy. And if you have listened to them or if you do listen to them, you'll know that I am definitely not pro avoiding it at all costs. You also know that I'm not an advocate for restricting it in a way that's going to pique our kids' interest and at times kids' obsession with candy. Personally, I just prefer to not send out candy. And so I feel like it's just more consistent with my overall approach and also personality to offer things that are non-candy based because I know my kids are going to get a ton of candy from other kids. And so I just don't feel the need at Valentine's to add additional candy to that. That said, again, in my Halloween-based episodes, you know that I also have been the mom who attempted to hand out raisins at Halloween. That didn't go over well, so I, I don't do that anymore. But for Valentine's, I don't have any conflict. My kids don't seem to care that we don't give out candy. We've just always done alternatives to candy, and that's why I'm doing this episode. Because forever ago, I had a blog post before I ever had the podcast, and the blog post was nine clever non-handy Valentine's Day ideas. So I'll link that in the show notes in case you wanna go to that one. And specifically because I link like the cutesy little printables and things like that. I think most of which were free. There might have been a couple that I purchased. But but for today's episode, I will probably include some of those here, but you can check them all out on the link in my show notes. But I also want to just give you some food for thought as a mom whether you're a first-time mom who's just starting this whole world of offering valentines and you'd like to include something that's a non-candy valentines idea for your kids or your kids' class, or you're a seasoned mom and you just want to do something different, you want to buy it in advance, you don't want to have to worry about perishability, you want to have this be easy, low effort, I have ideas for all of you. And so to start out, something that I want to just give you as kind of five of the factors I would consider before picking out a candy-free alternative for Valentine's are these five things. And I'm going to go through each of them briefly. The first one of which is the count. How many kids do you have to provide Valentine's for? Because when my kids were little and at home, it might just be some neighbor kids and we could choose whatever you know number of neighbor kids that we were giving it to at the time. But as now I have three kids each of whom are either in elementary school or go to preschool. We have Valentines for the girls' classes, which they have, you know, 20 plus kids in their class. And then my son, who's in pre in preschool, he goes five days a week, but we have to do two days of Valentine's because it's the Monday, Wednesday, Friday bunch and the Tuesday, Thursday bunch, which can be different. And then there's those of them that go five days. So basically for each kid, I'm gonna be budgeting and I mean budgeting as in like calculating, a count of upwards of 30 Valentines per kid. And so now we're in a different season of having a higher count. And that's not including any of their neighbor friends or other kids who may not fall in their class. And so the count is just higher. So that is my first factor because it's going to impact all the other factors that I think are worth considering. The next thing is the cost. How much do you really wanna spend on this? Because while there are some adorable, totally adorable Valentine's Day ideas out there that I've seen over the years. When I'm planning for 30, 60, 90, upwards of 100 Valentines between my three kids, I'm not looking to drop even a dollar each, which really doesn't buy you that much. But I'm particularly not looking to drop like five, six, seven dollars each in the way that I maybe would if we were just giving it to six little neighbor friends. And so when you have factored in what your count is, and then you look at what is the cost of what you're looking to spend collectively for all of them, that will start navigating where exactly you want to land when it comes to some candy-free Valentine's idea for kids to pass out. The next thing is capacity. You know, I mentioned my dad was very anti-Valentine's growing up. My mom was super sweet and all about it. And as a teacher, she just, you know, kind of had that personality and she, I remember her showing us how to make these, I can still visualize them, like these little airplanes that she would like put lifesavers as the wheels and a piece of gum as like the wings on the airplane. I think it was like Smarties was the plane body or something. Anyways, I'll have to ask her. But when I think about her hand making each of these when we were a kid, and this was well before Pinterest even existed, I'm like, I don't know how, like, I, I don't know how, or honestly, I don't know why that she put so much time and energy into it. And yet it was so sweet. And she has a heart of gold. Those of you listening who know my mom know that. And I remember it. So it was very memorable. It did leave an impact on me. But I am not going to make 100 of those little handmade airplanes for my kids' Valentine's. That's personally, that's me. I know my capacity. I know my limits. But just like for the count is going to vary for each of us and the cost that we're looking to kind of Uh, stay within the budget of is going to differ for each of us our capacity is each going to be different so do not look at what other people are sending for valentine's in advance of the holiday and especially when your kids come home with all this cute stuff guilty i've done this before where my kids bring home their darling little diy valentine's box and there's some really really cute valentine's ideas in there and we can quickly what's the phrase we can quickly compare and comparison is the thief of joy. So do not let comparing to some other family's capacity steal your joy with this holiday and don't impart that on your kids that it needs to steal their joy. In advance, ask yourself, what is my capacity? Do I want to do something that's going to require a lot of folding and cutting and gluing and taping and darling little craftsy bits or not? If you're a crafty person, your capacity might be different. Than if you're someone who has very little capacity right now and you need to run to target, pick something up and have it done in less than 12 minutes. Cool. There are different capacities for each of us, but you must consider that in alignment with the cost and the count. Your capacity is also going to change based on the count. If you have 100 of these to do, what you might have the capacity to do for six little kids is going to be different if you have 60 or more little kids to give valentines to. So factor in your capacity as well. The fourth factor I would think about is what level of kid involvement is important to you or to your child? As I mentioned, my daughters are really into all holidays. They are like traditional or, you know, they love traditions. They love celebrations. They're party people. My son is really into like making his box. I don't know how much he really cares about the Valentines that we hand out, but he really likes getting into, you know, making the box for Valentines. So you have to ask yourself, what is your child most interested in and in alignment with your capacity What kind of capacity do you have to include your kids in the valentine making process if that is something that's important to you or to them? And so as I mentioned with my mom making these, I remember making them with her over the years. And that was something that we did for the valentines. And, you know, they had like the little flag banner behind it, like as if a plane is flying with like a cute little tag behind it, you know, or a cute little banner behind it. And they were darling. That is more involved than I'm going to get my kids in making their valentines. But I know for some of you, especially if you know, you're know you wanting to keep costs down, you might be making a really cute homemade Valentine that includes and requires more of your kid's involvement. So looking at all these factors together, I think will help prevent you from overcommitting committing to something that doesn't fit your budget, doesn't fit your emotional or physical capacity, or doesn't align with how much kid involvement you are planning on, or not planning on and actually need. So those are the first four factors that I would encourage you to think about. The fifth and final thing that is, that, again, I feel like most of the stuff I share now because of when the podcast is versus when I maybe came up with some blog posts as a mom earlier on is, what do you even want your kids to keep? As a mom, I do not want the chintzy little toys coming home. I just cannot. I don't want all the little knick things that stuff drives me crazy. So personally, I like for my kids to give non-candy valentines that I wouldn't mind my kids getting. So, I just ask myself, is this something I would want for my kid to come home with? And is or is it something that would easily get lost or be tossed? That's my that's my criteria. Is this something that is going to easily be lost? Those chintzy little toys that, you know, just or clutter everywhere, or is it something that is gonna be tossed? Because I'm gonna be like, no, we are not having it. So for me, some examples, this is not an all-inclusive list, but some of the things that come to mind, number one, slime. I just, no, I cannot. We let my daughter do it for her nine-year-old science birthday, but in general, I'm pretty firm on no slime. Some of those little things that it's like, you can come up with really cute Valentines for them, but they're just kind of worthless. You know, some of those little knick-knacky things. The thing is like those little mini erasers. I've never seen my kids use those. They can be cute. They're worthless in my opinion. And then, as I said, those chintzy little toys, those little bugs for a little love bug thing. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to knock on anyone if you're giving slime or you're giving little erasers or you're giving those little love bugs that you stick on a cute little thing. This is just my personal opinion, my personal experience of what has guided my family's decisions over the years. But Thinking about is this something that we even want to keep is the fifth and final criteria that I would kind of pre-vet my candy-free Valentine's ideas for kids. That all said, I do want to share some ideas that I do think are super fun and that my kids have enjoyed. I have been on board with over the years and it's met our need for, you know, a moderate cost, different varying uh, count of Valentine's that we have to come up with. Different seasons of life and the capacity I've had in different ones, different amount of kid involvement, and also things that I don't mind keeping or letting my kids keep past the day of Valentine's. So I'm gonna go ahead and include these ideas with any applicable links that might be helpful. And also just like the little phrase: I am a total cheese ball, and I really like the corny little saying that goes with things. So that I am a sucker for on Valentine's Day, but I just came up with really accessible ideas 12 different really accessible ideas for non candy ideas that you might find at target hobby lobby grocery store wherever you find yourself you can often find these items and these are some of the fun ones that we've done over the years that my kids have not thought are super lame dietitian mom mode but instead have had a lot of fun with and it's met our criteria for the number or the count of kids that we need to give Valentine's to, the cost of what we're looking to spend, the capacity that I have as a mom, as well as the kid involvement in terms of how much my kids want to participate, and overall is it something that we would want to keep if we received. So in no particular order I'm going to go ahead and share these. Some of these again you might have heard before they're not original to me they're just ideas that I think are cute candy-free ideas that we have done or seen over the years. The first one is giving a crayon box and you can say, you color my world. Personally, I would rather a crayon box than like just a few random crayons taped on there. Cause again, keeping with consistent, if this is going to be lost or tossed, the random crayons are going to get lost. My kids having like a new box of crayons could get thrown in like a restaurant tote that we take with us when we're going to eat or something like that, put in their to-go bag, put in their art center, something like that, obviously. Depending on the cost of how many you're having to do, uh, buying a box of crayon per kid could really add up. So obviously from a functional perspective, you may need to just give a couple crayons. That's totally fine. Just a consideration to keep in mind. Another idea is bubbles. You can get those little bubble containers. You can get ones that are really economical or you can get cutesier, bigger ones, depending on how many you need. And just putting a cute little tag on it that says, you blow me away. Crazy straws are a really fun one. You can just tag onto it. I think you're extra special, extra get it, extra special. It makes it um, really easy, and like kids love funny straws, and yet those things are grimy, and I'm not going to let them keep them for a long time. But it can be fun to have it for a short window when they're fresh. Just noting that I think when we did them for my kids, that we found them at Hobby Lobby, and they were smaller ones, and I did put them in like a little plastic sleeve because obviously they're going to get a little grimy being touched around with everything else so depending on where your level of germophobia is you may want to think through that a little bit more specifically also those little stampers my kids of all three of my kids still love those little things Um, Again, they're not, they're kind of chintzy. They're not the things I want to have around forever, but my kids do enjoy them for a few days after and seem to kind of get their use out of it, I would say, saying something tied to it like, your friendship is stamped on my heart. You can find all sorts of different ones for different themes or if you have a different saying you want to use in mind um, for kind of what your kid's into. What we're going to do this year is pop it keychains. Poppets have obviously, I feel like they're actually kind of on the way out, at least in my my kids' world. But um, we found some poppet keychains. They've been a big hit. And keychains are something that my kids all love. And they're something a little bit more functional that will stay around, can go in the kid's backpack. So we're just going to say, you make my heart pop, put it on that little poppet keychain. That's what we're doing this year. You can also do things like fun little pencils, especially those little pencils that, you know, like you stack the lead on that have, let's say, dozen little lead things in it that you push through. My kids find those really fun, a little bit more novel than say like a traditional number two pencil. And you can just say, I think you're really sharp and do something like that. Or you could do a pen and just say, you are the right friend for me, right? Obviously W-R-I-T-E and put it with some of those cute little pens that have say like four to six different little color levers, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, and you can tie it to something like that or really just any fun pen that, again, fits the price point and the accessibility and the other criteria that we talked about for you and your family. One, this might not be mom-approved by everyone, but one that my kids got, and I still remember the kid who gave it to my daughter in kindergarten. I thought it was super cute, and my kids get a hoot out of it. It's a whoopee cushion. It honestly, it didn't last that long because it did pop, and my kids were heartbroken because it was the only whoopee cushion we had ever owned, but the whoopee cushion, you can just say whoopee, it's Valentine's Day, and my kids thought that was super fun. I don't know where, but I'm sure you can buy whoopee cushions in bulk depending on how many you need. Also, a ruler. Again, I'm just uber practical, but my kids can use a ruler. They find it still pretty interesting at the ages and stages that they're at to use a ruler. And so you can just say, you roll, you slide the ruler through the little paper cutout, makes for a super easy option. Another option is a sticky hand. Personally, I like the sticky hands better than just like a few random stickers, because I feel like my kids never actually use those few random stickers for something the way they would maybe like a sticker book or something. So my kids do love stickers. Stickers would be another option if your kid's really into them. But just a few random stickers has just always kind of gotten lost or tossed in my house where those sticky hands, they're kind of annoying as a mom, but my kids love them. So doing something that says like, I'm stuck on you with one of those sticky hands is a hit in my house. Another one would be something like a puzzle. You could say, I love you to pieces and do cute little different types of puzzles that they have. Oftentimes they'll have these at like Party City, Hobby Lobby, Target, places like that. My kids love puzzles. And the la- the 12th and final thing that kind of goes in alignment with that would be something like a maze or a piece of like a coloring page or something that you might, you might combine it with the pencil if you wanted, or you might just, um You know, put like a colored pencil in it if you wanted to combine the crayon animes or a colored pencil and a crossword puzzle or, you know, a cutesy pen with some sort of, you know, drawing thing that you, you know, that the color the kid could color any of those can be. Really um, cute ideas as well to do, and say something like "I'm amazed by you" or whatever the tag might be. So obviously, these are just some of the hokey little ideas that I've heard of and seen over the years that I think are fun and you know kind of fit my criteria. But if, when in doubt, if you're at Target and you find something, just Google "free printable for X Y Z Valentine." If it's a bubble, if it's a pen, if it's whatever it is that's the easiest way to just find a free printable you can print it out you can obviously make your own as well but um i've found a lot of free printables over the years that way now last but not least because i feel like i would be remiss to not include this is you know some of the clever non-candy ideas that you can do with food obviously i think are super fun so i am going to link that in the show notes um, you know, I have a few different things like you're my main squeeze with applesauce or you're the apple in my eye where you put little snack apples in a bag. You know, it's, there are some cute little things that you can do with food. And my one little plug here is remember those teachers and those specials teachers and the administration. And anytime you have the ability to be generous with any of those people who love on our kids when they're not they're at school and they're not at home with us, I have bought a Love You A Latte or Thanks A Latte printable off Etsy, which is linked on the blog post that I'll include. And I bought it, I think, when my oldest was in preschool, and I just print it out every year. So, you know, you buy it once on Etsy, you have it forevermore. But then I just tuck a little Starbucks card or, you know, coffee gift card in there for the teachers. It can be $5, but I've heard from teacher again and again and again, gift cards tend to be their favorites. And so once you invest in the printable printable once, For something like that, it could be Amazon, it could be, you know, a restaurant, it could be whatever you want, whatever price point is fitting for you. But just remember, if you buy some of those printables for things like Valentine's Day specifically early on in your children's lives, then you can just continue to use those year after year. If you have a friend who you think might need some of these last minute non-candy Valentine ideas for kids, go ahead and tap the three dots on Apple Podcast and it'll show you where you can copy the link, just copy the link to this episode, text it on over to them so they have these really easy, candy-free ideas as well. And then while you're there, make sure that you are following the show so that you are updated every time a podcast episode goes live. I post them on Mondays and Wednesdays and send them out to everyone in my email community on Wednesdays just so you have easy access there as well. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, if you've never left me a review, please, please consider doing so. It blesses me a lot. It makes me feel so loved. It makes me know how you love the Veggies and Virtue podcast. So make sure to also take a hot minute to leave a review when you're in your podcast player app.